You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Spot Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up, the final Weekly Wrap-Up of 2014. And online with me today, we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Spot. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. I'm well. How are you? Good, good, sir. Thank you for joining us here today. So again, we've had an interesting year, nonetheless an interesting week as usual. Let's firstly talk about, I guess, what's the big news right now and talking about oil and the effects of oil prices on the economy. What are your thoughts on that, Eric? Sure. Well, you know, Jeff, I find it rather interesting that uh, a lot of people, I think, are underestimating the damage of low oil prices. Some people think that, you know, the consumer is going to go spend more money, which they will undoubtedly spend some of their gains. But what happens is uh, when you lose uh, $50 in the price of oil, the profitability of everybody in the sector has plunged right off the top. And unfortunately, profitability in the market takes a multiple so it's the multiple of that loss that we're going to see uh, play out in the markets, a lot of which has already happened in the equities, a lot of it's happened in the, uh, in the bonds of uh, oil and oil-related organizations. Uh, and, of course, the benefit is, you know, somebody gets, I think the calculation was, you know, get an extra 400 bucks a year. But unfortunately, even if you spend the 400 bucks, the profitability on the 400 bucks is not nearly as significant as the loss of profitability to the producer. And that takes on a multiple. So you have a huge possible contraction in the market value of uh, energy-related securities, a lot of which has already happened, of course. So for the financial markets, it's a huge negative here. I don't know whether, I don't pretend to be an expert on where oil prices are going, but um, nobody seems to be uh, taking up the uh, challenge of cutting production, although I do believe this, that I think if Russia wanted to say one day we're just not going to ship 5 million barrels a day for a couple of months, that that the price might uh, turn around rather quickly. So that's, that's the essence of the story on oil. Now, likewise, Eric, uh, let's talk about what's happening as far as uh, the fluctuation in currency. We've seen what's happening as far as America and Russia, as far as this current currency war. What are your thoughts on the situation there, Eric? Well, obviously, it's chaotic. I mean, when you have a currency fluctuate by 30% in the day, which the ruble did, and you have currencies like the Japanese yen that have depreciated, whatever the number is, 40%, and other currencies of oil-producing nations, including Canada and Norway, Nigeria, coming under pressure, it creates uh, great stress on the system. Uh, I've always thought that perhaps the, the oil going down was a geopolitical thing brought on by the U.S. government and Western allies to try to crush Russia. Uh, but the, the unintended consequence is that it's, it's just negative. There's so many people in the world here. And I think one of the things that we should all bear in mind is we read stories about Russians trying to buy cars and appliances and whatever to protect their rubles. Uh, it shouldn't be lost in the conversation that buying precious metals, of course, would be a wonderful antidote to currency fluctuation. Uh, so much so that the gold in Russian rubles is at a new high. In Japanese yen, I think it's very close to a new high, and and that's that's exactly the role that gold should play here. And as more and more of the world's population um, begins to realize that okay, this is a safe asset, I think you'll see more and more demand uh, for the for precious metals generally. Now, likewise, Eric, I mean, obviously congruent with the whole currency fluctuation situation right now. Uh, what about the instability? of the global economy as a whole in terms of what we're seeing right now across the board. Yeah, well, 
of course, we're seeing weakness everywhere, right? We see now weakness in China where the manufacturing center, uh, sector is in negative growth, negative, not whether it's plus six or plus seven. The, the PMIs have actually indicated a contraction. We have no growth in Japan. We have no growth in Europe. We have very little growth uh, in North America. I will probably get less growth in Canada, for example. So the world is not uh, acting according to the central planning. Uh, as I've thought for a long time, it never would. And we keep seeing signs of it. There's just no recovery. And, of course, there's no recovery because the average citizen does have to bear the cost of increasing items, particularly in the states, the whole medical care fiasco that's going on. So I don't see uh, any meaningful recovery here. We saw the Fed this week say, well, we better be patient here. And, of course, my guess is they'll never, ever uh, raise rates uh, because it would be devastating. And I'm, uh, when I'm on rates, I might mention that mortgage rates are going up here because of risk concerns. Imagine, you know, you're a banker lending in Texas or Oklahoma or North, North Dakota, and all of a sudden everyone's losing their job, and these are hugely high-paying jobs. And, of course, those jobs are going to disappear because it doesn't make any sense to drill for oil when it's $54 a barrel. There's just no money in it, let alone trying to get the money to do the drilling because all those taps have been shut off. So uh, there's no recovery going on. Everyone in the mainstream media suggests there's some kind of recovery, but we've certainly seen evidence of a lack of recovery. Those uh, Black Friday sales were down 11%. Other indicators like McDonald's store, the FedEx numbers that came out that were weak, all are symptoms of an economy that's that's not functioning well. And we haven't even factored in yet what's going to happen in the oil area because CapEx for oil is a huge part of capital potential. I've heard measures of 30 to 40% of CapEx is oil-related. Well, that's going to fall off the table very quickly here. So uh, I think we're we are going to be in a downward economic spiral pretty well everywhere in the world as, as events are unfolding right now. Sir, so let's switch over now to gold, rather. Gold imports in India in November hit uh, 150 tons, actually. So we're seeing record numbers over there. What are your thoughts on that, Eric? Well, it's interesting. Nobody's ever mentioned that. I think those those numbers were up by 2,000% compared to November last year when they had all those restrictions on. I mean, these are gargantuan numbers. You and I have talked about the physical demand for gold. Here we have China consumes 200 tons a month. Now we got India consuming 150. All the while, we're mining something like 220 tons a month, and we haven't even included anybody else yet in any countries. And I would imagine gold sales in Russia are picking up, and China are picking up, and any anywhere where the currency is weak, those uh, those uh, sales of precious metals will be picking up. And I've always said that we have way more physical demand than we have supply. Uh, you know, we keep waiting for the day when it will literally manifest itself. We've actually had uh, GOFO rates turn negative this week, uh, which is, again, a sign of tightness. And all my analysis suggests that the Western banks can't can have very little gold left. We've seen a number of countries talk about repatriating. We had uh, Belgium come on last week. We had Austria come on this week. We've already had commitments by the Netherlands and Germany. And it's sort of, and, and the French uh, opposition leader who's ahead of the polls is suggesting that they repatriate the gold. And, uh, you know, most of the commentary is, well, I think people are repatriating because they don't really believe the gold is there and they've lost trust in the system. So the numbers on the physical side could never be better. Unfortunately, we've got to deal with these. 
playing around in markets as I look to year, and I'm sure they want the price to close right around here so that they don't have to take any losses in 2014. As you know, the price closed right around these levels the end of uh, last year. So um, the, the paper traders are probably going to want to keep the price subdued until uh, year-end. I suspect it will have explosive markets because of all the demand that's going on, and it's awful to have to be patient like this when all the data suggests, one, there's a poor economy, two, there's lots of demand for gold, and everything acts opposite to it, including the stock market and the gold markets. But, you know, they can't, you can't fool the people all the time, so our time's going to be coming here, and I'm very, very hopeful that we'll see a gold and silver sprint as uh, we get into the new year. So I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, it's been a long, long dry spell, uh, it might make an interesting analogy here. I mean, I'd, look what happened to oil. It fell 50% in six months. Gold fell, um, you know, less than that in three years, and we're just crying the blues. Uh, what's going on in oil is much, much more devastating than uh, what's going on in gold here. Most companies can kind of hold their own at $1,200. Certainly, most companies can't hold their own at $55 oil. So it, it's just an interesting comparison that these things can fall off awful fast. Although there are ways of changing it around, I've suggested the way in oil. It's you know, there's just some suggestion that people cut back production. You can see a big ramp up in in um, in oil. I think that with these continuing demand numbers coming out of um, China and India, sooner or later we're going to win this day, and I sure hope and expect that it will happen in 2015. Wonderful, Eric. Well, as usual, we always appreciate your insight here throughout the year on the weekly wrap up, and we look forward to speaking to you in 2015. Okay, Jeff, have a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to all your listeners. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great day.